The Career Establishment's Talent Talk Asia podcast is brought to you in partnership with Vincere, the all-in-one CRM for ambitious recruitment businesses. Founded by Asia-based recruiters back in 2012, over a thousand recruitment companies choose Vincere to accelerate their growth. Whether your business is contract, temp, executive search or perm, if you're looking for a new breed of tech partner, talk to Vincere. Visit vincere.com io forward slash talent talk asia for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast hi i'm andrea ross your host and in this series we feature some of the most successful talents from across the region to discuss the forces opportunities and challenges that are shaping the corporate landscape if you're keen to be a guest on the show then please reach out Hello podcast listeners, my guest on Talent Talk Asia today is Derek Toe, founder and CEO of WOB, an award-winning Malaysian job portal business. Derek is a proud, born and bred Malaysian, UK educated, ACCA qualified, and that after three years at Ernest & Young, embarked on a career in recruitment with Robert Waters Malaysia. He moved up the ranks from consultant to associate director of HR and technology before stepping out to launch his own business, WOB, yep, you've heard it right, W-O-B-B in 2014. Hi, I felt felt like I needed to actually say WOB and spell it out for people, Derek, just in case people (laughs) with my accent, they may have got it completely wrong. They might have thought it was something else. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. And and you're right. Like many people (laughs) pronounce it wrongly. Some people say it's WOOB. WOOB, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then I have to tell, oh, no, it's like W O B B. It's like Bob with a W. There's like, oh, ah, okay. there we go. That's <laughs> it. So, so, so talk, so talk me through where the name came from. Like, I mean, it's really unusual. I don't think, I mean, when you first told me years ago that you'd set it up, I must admit, I had to do a bit of a check on the internet to, just in case it was some really young sort of, sort of, you know, um, <laughs> intellectual word that I'd never heard of. <laughs> but couldn't find anything. So tell me, tell me yeah. where it came from. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really bad with names. So um, when we first, uh, when, we, when I say when we first started the company, I mean me, when I first started the company. <laughs> the, the royal uh, we. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I had this concept for, for a, a job board, a job platform that I thought it would take off, but yeah. I, I didn't really how I didn't know how to give it a name. So I was asking, so it's a bit of a silly story. I was asking some friends and someone said, and, and this is a true story. Someone said, oh, why don't you call it like Red Panda? And I thought like, oh, that's a cute name. And, 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 and while we're, yeah. yeah. Can it's you, a horrible name. Can you so, imagine? Yeah. I work for Red Panda. What? Sounds like some kind of, I don't know, some feminine thing, some women's theory. No, no, it's not good. Yeah, go on. Yeah. So, so um, uh, yeah. So uh, while we were building the prototype, the, it was called Project Red Panda for a long time. Was it? Until the, on the day, yeah, it was. On the day we were supposed to register the name, I stared at it for, for so long. Right? I think something's not right. When I look at Red Panda, I feel like I should order chow mein or, yeah. you know, chow mein or something. You'll start getting people calling up. Yeah, you'll start getting people saying, I love number 43, please. No, no, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So at the last minute, uh, I was thinking, oh, oh what, what is this about? What's it about? So because the, the, the job board or the job platform, it's very much focused on like Gen Y, Gen Z, millennials and all okay, that. Okay. And it's very focused on companies who are trying to attract this kind of talent. Mm-hmm. And also thinking, what do these companies have in common? The first thing that popped up in my head for, for some reason was beanbags. They all have beanbags. Yes, they right? do. So, yeah, they're relaxed, yeah, they chatting, do, yeah. discussing, brainstorming, yeah. listen to music. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Music, beanbags, the fake grass. And it's like, yeah. oh, they are working on beanbags. So, oh. so the blog, so when we first launched as a sort of like a blog, it was actually called Working on Beanbags. Really clever. Uh, yeah, and then we shortened it to WBP. I so, love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. That, uh, so, that is awesome. Yeah, it's, That's really unique. It's a, it's a strange name though. Like if I explain it to people, like people love the story, but the name by itself is a bit strange. And, and throughout the years, I've always been, and to be honest, there were times that I've been tempted to want to change it to something where it's obvious know that we are a job pack. Why though? Why? Why what what's an obvious word? What like what why would you know say say like you know say job street it's very obviously about yeah, jobs. Yeah, it's really you know, boring and, though, isn't it? Let's yeah. be honest. I mean, it's like it's like some of the recruitment firm names which is, you know, pe- so I shouldn't really say the name people first or <laughs> HR talent. It's like, oh for God's sake, could you not think of anything more original? Yeah. But at least you didn't do what I did and call your name so long that when it comes to an email address, it's ridiculous. It's like half uh, it's like half an hour later and I spell career wrong all the time. I'm constantly putting an extra E in there. So I actually think, well, perfect. A few letters, perfect on emails. It's a great idea. Yeah. Now obviously we we know each other for from a long time back. I'm gonna let the listeners know how Derek and I know each other. So Derek and I used to work together at Robert Waters. Um, you know, everyone on my show has come from Robert Waters. <laughs> it just kind of shows how many people have either worked there or don't work there. But um, obviously they're a, they're a massive company, so that's probably why. Um, and you first joined recruitment from from Ernest & Young. You hadn't done recruitment before, right? You came straight, straight back yeah, home right. and then got into the that's recruitment right. line. Um, had your brother been in recruitment or was he, he was a broker or something, wasn't he? He was, so ha- well, what sort of got you to kind of get into recruitment in the first place? Well, it's, yeah. So uh, I, I came back. Uh, so I was, I was living in London for about 10 years, close to 10 years. When I first came back, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I, I knew that as an opportunity to hit reset. Right. Uh-huh. So instead of being an auditor and accountant, I could hit reset, but I, I wasn't sure. So I was still actually still quite narrow. You know, I was looking still for accounting jobs. And I went right. to Robert Waters to look for a job. Okay. And, uh, and this is a really funny story, though. Tom? Literally, um, actually, uh, no one was going to interview me because <laughs> they thought that I was a bit too junior, but somebody decided I should interview this person. So I hit my KPI for this week. Literally, that's no! what happened. Who is that? Yes. Who yes. is that? Come on, come on. Was it uh, Sammy? Nah, I'm not going to say Oh, come name, on. But, uh, I'm sure I can find out. But, but I know it wasn't me. Just... <laughs> I know I came yeah, into yeah, the picture no, a lot longer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like purely by chance. I could, like, there was a chance I would not have been interviewed had this person not decided that they wanted to hit their KPI. Because there wasn't actually a role for me. So during the interview, he proposed. He asked if I wanted to right, be Right, so he, consultant. okay, you've narrowed the search. Yes, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you figured this out. Yeah, 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 I will. 
and so I was thinking, oh, what's that? What's the consultant? And, and initially, I was, you know, I was quite apprehensive. Like, what, what's that? Like, what, what, what kind of people be consultants? You know, mm. and um, and actually, when I when I met you, so I think so you did like the, uh, 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 I I I remember having a conversation with you on the phone. So I did, I didn't meet you in person, uh, for the final interview, and and you told me a story about how you previously had people from, you know, very diverse backgrounds because you were based in Singapore at the time. Yeah, because CICN was an ex-accountant, wasn't he? CICN in Singapore was ex-accountant. There was a lot. Finian was an ex-auditor who was in HR. There's loads of people we hired that were ex-auditors. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, worked really well. Yeah. Yeah, and they they grew and they became fairly senior. Yeah, exactly. And and not many auditors do that. So I thought, oh, that's an opportunity. Mm. Yeah, so that's yeah. why I decided to to do it. Yeah, I think um, I think Paige and Robert Walters have always had that recipe for success of bringing people in from big four. Because obviously Robert Walters was an ex accountant, so for him it sort of worked. But I think taking anyone t- in from the technical world into a sales role, if they can, if they have the right personality and are driven and and, and are quite sales oriented, I think it works really really well. So now, so you've moved from recruitment and now um, running. Wob, why a job board? Why not a recruitment firm? Because obviously that would seem like the natural leap. What made you decide, you know what, I'm going to set up a job board? Like, talk me through, talk me through that, <laughs> those kind of, those reasons why you decided to do that. Uh, so there are many different versions of this story. Um, so the original idea came when I was having beer with a friend and he was complaining about job bots in general. The job bots <laughs> suck and this and that, right? And then, you know, yep. and then someone should start a new job bot that's better and, and maybe targets like junior talent. And, and you know, we were brainstorming some ideas. You know, like the, yeah, you should, as you do the best decisions beer. are made. Yeah, the best decisions over beer, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, I literally, I thought about it for a while and then two weeks later, I just resigned, even though I, I didn't know, I actually didn't know how to start like an internet-based company. And then I said, I'll resign and I'll figure it out. Like, I, I think I'm going to figure it out. Why? So, what, why so, um, you know, why so quickly? What, what, why, you know, you're obviously, I mean, I'm, I know I'd left by then, but you, you know, you'd got up to AD of HR and technology. You know, you were, you were on that real fast track of, in a senior leadership role at Robert Walters, a big office, mm-hmm. a profitable office. So for you to kind of step out and, and do what you did, you know, people would say you're a bit mad, right? Because you're, you know, <laughs> uh, moving into that. What what made you feel that that was the right way to go? I know in hindsight, it's probably a, you can hear my doorbell going. I apologise now if you can hear that. No, I can't. <laughs> you can't. That. Okay. <laughs> now I've mentioned it. Um, so, you know, what gave you that faith that it was going to be okay? It was the right decision? I think it's just... Um... Maybe faith is not the word, more uh, blind ignorance. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I actually didn't realize how difficult and how different it was going to be. Um, And it was mostly out of of the feeling that it's going to be much more interesting. No, literally, it's just that, right? Much more interesting than me starting a firm and and like a recruitment firm. Yeah. Uh, Because, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I could, I think if I, had I started a recruitment firm then, it probably be making good money now because you know obviously I'm you know like I have got some experience. Yeah, right? yeah. I even had a friend ask me like, oh, why are you doing this? Why don't we start a recruitment company yeah. together? Yeah, and yeah, for me it's like yeah, but it's 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 a good way to make money, but I don't think it's going to be that interesting. Um, well, and then he laughed you, right. at me. 
Yeah, he said, "Oh, I can't believe you're you're still thinking about impact and interest." You know, like <laughs> you're old now, you should be thinking about money. Oh, yeah, like, oh, no, idealistic. <laughs> yeah, idealistic. Yeah, I love it. So, okay, yeah, so that was sort of so yeah. that so that's why you sort of didn't decide to go into the crew route. So that is quite unusual. Tell me, when you decided on the job board side, what was it that other job boards um, didn't have then that made you feel that you could come in and do it differently? Mm, I so one of the things I um, I feel like I've learned as a recruiter uh, is the, the kind of questions that job seekers commonly ask, right? So, so for example, if I'm interviewing an accountant, an accountant is not going to ask me about, you know, what, what specifically what's the job I'm going to be in this new company. Mm. They, they're asking me questions such as, what's the CEO like? You know, what's, what's, the, what's the vision for the company for this role? Which, what direction is going? What, what, are, what are my colleagues going to be like? You know, what's it going to be like yeah, working there? Different kind because, of questions than, say, an older generation yeah. would, right? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, and because I think that if I'm interviewing an accountant, an accountant already knows what an accountant has to do. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so their questions are not really about the role of the accountant. Yeah. And if you look at a typical job board, uh, because they are still text-based and they're very focused on job descriptions. Mm. And what are job descriptions about? Job descriptions about what are you going to do there, which is not, it's, it's almost a given for the person who's looking yes. for a job. I know Correct. what I'm able to do. Yeah. So that's not the question that's on my mind. So, so, we, so I thought, why don't we mm. focus on culture, right? And I think, it, so if you're a HR person listening to this, I suppose you look at it as employer branding. Yeah. But, yeah. but for us, it's, it's more of like, um, we're trying to capture What's, what's it like working in this company, this employer, which is what the job seeker really wants to know, you know, and, and, we, and we wanted to do it using a lot of like rich media. So instead of like in text, right? Like we are an amazing place, yeah. you know, come work, you know, that's boring well, and everyone can write no that. one likes to look yeah. at text as much now anyway, do yeah. they? So how, what are you doing instead yeah. then? Instead of doing a text, what, what do you use instead? Well, we, we have lots of photos and videos. We're quite media rich. Uh, we're quite video based. So, so we, we interview people and, and in, who work in these companies and we ask them uh, questions about their culture. So it's like, you know, what's it like working here? Why did you join the company? Wow. You know, uh, how's it different from another? So, so we don't really ask questions about the business because we believe that if you want to know about the business, you can go on the website. There's plenty of information yeah. about what the company does. Yeah, of course. Right? But there's yeah. not enough information about what's it like to work in the company. So, so we focus very much on that. So is uh, that the reason why you decided to focus the job board specifically on that demographic then in terms of the younger generation? I'm not going to say X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D. I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> no idea. I can't keep up. So was that the reason why that is, you know, what was the reason for, for focusing on that particular demographic then? Yeah, so, so um, for two main reasons. Uh, first one was... Um, uh, yes, I actually believe that demographic cares more about culture, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. especially, you know, in this day of age where there's a lot of opportunity and it, it's both ways, right? It's not just the employer choosing talent, talent choose employers too. So, right. so, so, so I thought we focus on them. Uh, but there's a second kind of business reason for that because we, we are a small company, very much a small company compared to the giants now. And we had to make a decision to specialize in something because we're not going to win everything. So we said, well, since, you know, this demographic is going to love this kind of product, let's just focus on them, right? And, and nothing else. So if, if an employer says, I want to advertise for a very senior person, or I want to advertise for, say, like a lorry driver, you yeah. that it's not really the place, like, you know, we're, 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 not, we're not working on those spaces that you can go to other job boards. Yeah, for that. not yet. 
not yeah, yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll evolve. Yeah, yeah. we'll evolve. Yeah. <laughs> so if an organization is looking to improve their brand or looking to hire a number of people, they'd come to you and you would charge them for, obviously, if you're doing content and media and videos and all that kind of stuff, that obviously costs. So is that kind of part of that of a package then? other than just putting the job board on. I know you can't necessarily say what your costs are, but I'd just be keen to know if anyone was listening that wanted to put those jobs on your job board, how would it work from a cost perspective? Yeah, so so there are two parts of the business. So uh, one part is the, the obvious one, which is you pay to advertise your jobs. Yeah. And, and then the other part is to create uh, this digital content, right, for employer branding. And, and we, um, we have this uh, segment because... There are loads of uh, HR people who work in companies that care about employer branding, yeah. but it's a very new thing for them, you know, and, and it's not something that they are, in terms of the execution, Absolutely. Right, they need a lot of help. But it's not even yeah. just that. It's also, it changes so quickly, right? In terms of the new yeah. technologies or how people are, it's, it's every day you're seeing a, a company being able to, that are showing great marketing content. You think, wow, that's, you know, that's amazing how they've done it. And it changes next week. So it's just keeping ahead of all those trends as well, isn't it? On the um, content side. So how do you, yeah, yeah. so how do you keep ahead of that then in terms of being able to provide that as a service to clients? If you're creating that digital content, how are you keeping ahead of the times? Of, you know, is it the types of people you hire? Is it sort of the upskilling? Are you, you know, how, how are you going about that? Yeah, so in terms of content, we, we try, because we specialize in a certain demographic, so, you know, we, we do surveys and we try to understand, like, what this demographic of people care about and, yeah. and we try to align that with what companies have, are able to offer. So this is, this is very important to us. So we want companies to market themselves in the right way. Yeah. Right. So, so don't make up a story that's not true because <laughs> we all leave you, at four. Yeah, yeah. We all leave at four yeah. o'clock and we go and have a beer. No, you don't. You're here till nine o'clock at yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I joke about this with like uh, internal recruitment teams all the time because, like, you know, obviously the KPI is to hire. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you, you might be pressured to say things that are not, not aligned. <laughs> and then when people join, then they'll leave, right? After a while, because they figure out it's not true. Yeah, exactly. Uh, doesn't, yeah, go that, so, doesn't go uh, that far. Yeah. <laughs> so, so once we understand, yeah, yeah, once we understand that, then we, we try to create the content to make sure that, you know, that the story is aligned with what the company can offer. And, and it's also it. what the generation of people care about. I, lo I love that. I, I, and I have to say, I haven't even looked at the website recently. So I'm going to have to look and see what that looks like. I'll put it when we launch the, the LinkedIn post. I'll put that on there for people to have a look. Because I think it'd be quite interesting to see how different that, that looks. I'm keen to know what are the younger generation looking for? What it, You know, if, you, if I've got HR or C-levels and they're looking to attract great talent to their business, what are, what are the youngsters looking for? You know, can you talk me through that in terms of the, the kind of common themes that are coming up? Uh, um, one, one of the... Uh, so, so a lot of the young people just call it culture, right? Yeah. So, so some they say they say culture, but um, no one can really put their finger Pinpoint. on what it actually mm. means. Mm. Yeah. So, so I think so. And and after working on this for a couple of years, it's quite clear to us that um, they do actually want different things. So, okay. give a simple example. Okay. Some some prioritize say um, a culture, a very trust based, flexible culture. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and they they want to know that. They can walk in with a uh, t-shirt and jeans, and and it's not, and it sounds very superficial, but it symbolizes something. You know, it symbolizes that the company uh, doesn't care whether you have a suit and tie on; they only care about your work. 
Mm. You know, they, they mm. care about you delivering your work. Uh, and, and companies that operate like this typically also have cultures where it's quite innovative. Like the, the people on the ground have a voice, you know, and yeah. they are very democratic in their decision making. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's one kind of culture. Uh, there, there are other kinds that are very, um, very driven, very hierarchical. Uh, people work very hard, you know, uh, they're all dressed up, you know, like proper corporate companies, they're big global companies. And, and um, some people actually prefer that as a yeah, culture yeah. because like they, they, yeah, they like that structure. operating in yeah. this environment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they like that structure. It helps them focus on what they can do best yeah. and they excel in that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. So, so, so actually, um, it's, it's quite a diverse culture. But what, what, what is important is that the company is aware, you know, is actually aware who they are mm. uh, and, and, and not um, be very clear in their messaging. You know, so what you don't want is a company that is obviously, say, very hierarchical, very driven, very structured, and starts to tell this, oh, we are very innovative and entrepreneurial story. And then they bring in this innovative entrepreneurial people. And then when they join, it's like, oh, no, you shut up and do your work. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Lock, <laughs> right? lock, lock them in the basement, only let them out for food and water. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but, but you see that a lot. You, I, I actually see that a lot. Like companies that are clearly very hierarchical, yeah. but they say, I want someone who can mm. speak their mind. Mm. You know, oh, and, and then, yeah. I wonder whether they think that because they assume that that particular demographic, that is all they're looking for. Maybe they think that's the only way they can attract is by saying it's flexible because there's so much written, there's so much out there about the younger generation wanting more flexibility. They, you know, the, the type of leaders that they want to work for, um, you know, all the, you know, whether it's working from home or whatever that might be. And sometimes I suppose you, you could get into that position of thinking that everybody wants that, which obviously we know that that's not the case, but maybe that's why. So what, so what happens if an organisation is a little bit directionless, doesn't know, doesn't know how to define or identify their values or, you know, they, you know, they're a new company or they're growing or, or they've, you know, perhaps had a takeover or do you, do you, do you come into those organizations and do any kind of work where you're identifying what that culture really is now or where they're going to? I mean, is that, have you had any experiences on that side? I'm sorry, I'm mm. asking you questions so, that I didn't even put on, I didn't even prepare yeah. you for. I told, I told you I'd like that. I'm a nightmare coast. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we know each other, so it's okay. You can go with that. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All good. Um, we don't have a consulting business. So so if someone was to ask me this question, like casually, I, I, I could give them some advice, but like, you know, it's like a general comment. Yeah. But uh, when I say not consulting business, that means, you know, uh, we don't have a team that would go in, like, you know, do like do research on your company and tell you what you know how do you align like, we don't do that right, but okay. um what i would say is uh uh obviously the, the short answer is you could get a proper consulting firm to help you do that yeah or the alternative is uh actually you could just ask your people like i, I probably speak to like the ceo the leader and just say look ask the people that you think are doing really well in your company mm. you know ask mm. them and ask them the next the next question you ask them why are you here yeah why are you yeah, here? Ask all mm. this yeah, why mm. are you here? Mm. Right? And if you ask enough of them, say you ask 20 of them, 30 of them, you're going to gut, start to form a sense <laughs> of this is what my best people want from the company and, you just, and why they're still here. And you just hope they don't say, because I, I haven't been able to get another job yet. <laughs> 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 then, yeah, then it, they're stuffed. But yes, I, that's a brilliant question. I think that's, that, that's probably the cheaper way for someone to, to be able to do that. So when you first start, started setting up the company, did you sort of, I mean, I know it's a bit of a personal question, but did you have funding? To, did you get funding to be able to set that up? 
or did you have sort of government grants or I mean if anyone else is looking to set up a business in the future how would you go about doing that in Malaysia oh yeah so um uh so when I first started so remember like uh you know I, I quit two weeks after I got the idea I literally have no clue how to start a tech company and uh at the time <laughs> I, I would say I was quite fortunate that there was like a tech startup boom in Southeast Asia. Mm. And I didn't know at all, right? I, I was literally, I was very old school at looking at it. I was, I was thinking, I'm starting a business on the internet. I'm starting an internet business, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I have no idea that oh, this, there was going to be funding and all that. And, mm. and when the wave kind of, uh, well, well, when the wave came to Southeast Asia, I kind of rode it a little bit. Like, it's like, oh, I didn't realize that we are a tech startup. Oh, we're a tech startup. Right. And, and, and there's a lot of like uh, venture capital money coming in and they want to invest in companies like us. So what I did was um, over time, I was, um, I suppose, connected to the community of tech startup people and right. I started to learn from them. So how did you get to where you are now? Uh, I went to a course in uh, Stanford for about two weeks. I was quite lucky I applied to it. And there were not that many tech startups at the time. So talk, talk uh, me through that. <laughs> but that's amazing. I remember when you came to Singapore and we sat and had coffee and you told me about it. But tell me again, it was a few years ago. Talk me through that course. It sounds awesome. Yeah. So so it's amazing, right? So I spent like a week in uh, Stanford. So Stanford's in based in Silicon Valley, which is the heart of the wow. all these technology companies. And they had like the like really top mentors there. So these are not wow. just like lecturers, they are, a lot of them are practitioners. Mm -hmm. They've done something before and they came in and they gave us a really practical advice and I, I so I had like a crash course uh, in oh. one week right about how to build a technology how to get funding right who should raise money from how to raise money um, right. and and then I spent another week just uh, meeting the uh, the companies there the startups in Silicon Valley and uh, I could just ask questions and things on my mind and I asked the, the most stupid questions <laughs> like ever <laughs> I'll I probably asked the didn't. most questions in class. I bet you didn't. Uh, yeah, no, it's so bad. Like I can literally hear people cringing sometimes. <laughs> like, how oh, he's got his hand but... up again. Oh, for God's sake. Is it that Derek again? <laughs> oh my God, his hand is still up. That's good. You're, yeah, you're making yeah. the most of your time there. That's a good thing. What was your biggest takeaway? Yeah. What was your, from that, from those two weeks, what would you say was your biggest takeaway? I don't mm, mean a Chinese definitely. or an Indian either. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, the I think uh, definitely learning how funding works was very useful. Mm -hmm. So, so for example, you, you know, when you first start a company, you shouldn't try to pitch to a venture capital firm immediately when you have nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. So you. Yeah. So so we. I raised money from friends. Right. That's the the start. Right. I I came up with like a short deck about what the business was about. Yeah. I sent it out to people that I knew and said, "Look, it's a high risk investment. Yeah. Here's what it is." Yeah. yeah, you can read the deck, but honestly, the deck's probably bullshit anyway. Are they still like, friends? You... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so far, so good. Uh, a lot of them gave me a bit of their hard-earned cash. Uh, and and nice. they're not like from like really well-off families. A lot of middle-class families. They gave me a bit of money. And with that money, we built a product. And then, and then I started trying to meet like uh, angel investors. So angel investors are not, uh, they're not venture capital firms. Mm. They're just like, individuals they, they probably had some money from a business or something yeah and they're looking to invest in like entrepreneurs that they like we just so we, it's still very high risk we just had um paul endicott on the last podcast on grit search and that he also has angel investors as well because he's just set up his own sort of tech um digital recruitment firm so yeah i'm a little bit familiar with that now 
So when you had, so you had, the, so you had the angel invested, you raised money with friends. Did you, so did you, uh, have you got sort of employees that are with you that have got a bit of a stake in the business as well? Like how, or is it purely you're, you're the main shareholder, so to speak? Talent Talk Asia is brought to you in partnership with Vincere, the all-in-one CRM for ambitious recruitment businesses. Visit vincere.io forward slash Talent Talk Asia for an exclusive offer for all listeners of this podcast. Uh, I yeah I I have the bulk uh, that we have like a, a founding team right so these are people that join uh, in the early uh, from day one when we first started right. when, when we, I started hiring and uh, uh, most of them are still here until wow. today wow. some well of done. them joined when they were fresh graduates actually gosh really oh, yeah, 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 they're yeah. little and, puppies and, oh that's yeah, amazing and, and they joined us we worked in like a dingy old office uh, we were sharing tables like literally Brilliant. like it was a proper startup and they went through that journey together I bet and they liked so, it more then yeah. did they because you always hear the stories that people love it when it was that stage as well like they love that kind of we're starting something new yeah yeah well I'm not sure. Some of them look like, oh, I'm, I'm so glad we're a proper company now, Derek. Like, okay. <laughs> so, how, so how big are you now then? How many, how much, how many staff do you have? Uh, we have, uh, excluding the interns, uh, we have about 50 people. Five, so, five um, zero? Yep, about five I, zero now. That's amazing, uh, Derek. Well done. That is awesome. Oh, thank you. I'm proud thank of you. you. That's uh, really, well, really I good. Think I, I think my investors would have wanted it to be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you can never keep investors uh, happy. I'm sure <laughs> that's yeah. just, that's how, it, that's how it goes. So what, if I was sort of ask you what your business stands for, you know, what, what was the impact that you really wanted to create with, with the job board? How, how would you answer that? Well, I, I wanted to kind of humanize the job search experience or humanize digital recruitment, if you like. So, so taking from, I learned as a, like a, a recruiter in a firm mm. and kind of bringing it to the job board. So, so yeah. the job board, in my opinion, the, the conventional ones are a bit too transactional, too much focus on job descriptions. Yes. When the recruitment is a very human experience. Yeah. And the reason why I think agencies still thrive in this environment is because people prefer seeing people, like when, especially when it comes to their careers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not going to apply blindly to a, a text-based job description. I mean, if you're, if you're looking for like good talent, you have to realize that just a text-based job description is not going to cut it. Yeah, so, so we want to kind of transform that, right? So now you can go online and almost have that human experience, even though it's digital. Uh, so that's the goal for us. So have you had to sort of do sort of statistics and give that back to clients in regards to the, compa- the campaigns that you do for them in regards to the jobs that they have coming through and how, how you, they get that return on investment? How does, what does that look like? Yeah, so um, because we have two parts of business, the job ads and the employer branding Mm. segment, uh, different clients use this differently. Mm. So for those that use the entire suite of services, I mean, they do the employer brand, they advertise jobs, uh, a couple of them, I can give you some uh, rough stats. So many of them are technology companies, some of them are multinationals. They're averaging about just under, the one that uses this the most, aggressively or actively uses i think they are averaging less than a hundred us dollars per successful hire right now right okay it's okay a hundred us dollars per successful hire and, and we're not talking about 
hiring like um you know like a delivery people and all that you know not it's not massive these are office-based jobs like professionals right right and they're averaging less than 100 us dollars per hire which which i think so it ranges between 100 us dollars so far to about 300 us dollars right. for people per hire per successful hire for for those that use the full suite of like uh solutions which i think is good i mean if you as someone that's worked in the recruitment firm mm. i know what the fees are like yeah so it's anything between 10 to 30 times cheaper than a, yeah a exactly so yeah. so for you then in terms of that business model it's just getting the volume then getting getting that volume on your job board that's because right so of course it's about scale yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so and and one of the reasons why when one of my friends asked me, you know, do you want to start a recruitment firm together? So one of the answers I told him was that, well, um, you know, when I was when I was a consultant uh, and I was one of the good consultants, right? So good. my numbers were quite high. Yeah, oh, thank you. You were very, um, very good. So, but without, without revealing the number of placements, but it was in the mid double digits. Yeah, yeah. Place, right? high so volume. For an entire yeah. year. Yeah. Right. So I could work hard for an entire year and I can only help in the mid double digits. So. Mm-hmm. There are like millions of people looking for jobs. So how many directs do you need? Yeah. Right. If you want to help a million people, it was and I knew it wasn't practical. So so we we said now we use tech. We keep because tech is easier to scale. Uh, and hopefully we'll try to impact like a million, two million people in the next few. Wow. Years. Wow. Okay. That's that's huge. How have the other job boards reacted to you setting up the business? Um, we're very friendly. Like I know, yeah. um, I know uh, the founders of most of the job board startups. We know each other personally. Okay. I know a couple of the senior people, like people who are at the C level in the in the giants, right? Yeah. I know them. We've come up for coffee before, um, and it's all very friendly because because we are very specialized. Okay. Uh, okay. Suppose. So so it's like you're a job board. I'm a job board, but we're not in each other's space. Okay. It's only so, until you did go into their space that things might change slightly, if you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even for the giants, like yes, I'm in this space, but uh, for them, we're probably still a bit too small. Yeah. Uh, for right. them to be worried. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so so, but in general, from my interactions with, uh, I, I used to work competitors loosely. Everyone seems to be fairly cordial and supportive right okay because i imagine even for the giants they're probably thinking well we've decided we're not going to do exactly what you're doing but mm-hmm. if it happens to be that you look like you're growing so fast that it's going to be a massive business then we could be part of a group yeah you know, i imagine yeah. that's what they'll be thinking well they buy yeah. you out for billions derek buy you out for billions oh, that's, yeah, well that that's the that- well we'll see we'll see if we sell <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> 10 billion maybe oh it's brilliant um you went from you went obviously from a really high billing consultant and leading a business i mean i i know i haven't mentioned it before to the listeners but for those that are listening that derek was one of the highest performers within the malaysia office if you could have a derek in your office as a recruitment firm you were you you, you were happy you could sleep at night so for, oh that's nice so for that's nice of you to say. you're very welcome <laughs> so you went so going from from a recruiter to now a tech business owner what kind of skills have you had to sort of lean on or or at least develop because obviously they're completely they're, they're completely different in terms of those roles so Talk me through that journey in terms of that whole development side from from your own perspective. Mm, that's a very interesting question. I think the, the main thing I, I I love about being a recruiter was it actually gave me, uh, I suppose, a lot of uh, confidence and, uh, and exposure to a lot of senior level people. 
Yeah. So I can sit down and have a conversation with anyone. You know, it doesn't matter if you're CEO of this large mm. corporation. You know, mm. I've been in the room with CEOs of large corporation. And then I was a kid then, yeah, right? Yeah, so, you knew nothing. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no. I still know, I still don't know a lot for the most part. But uh, <laughs> but you were never but nervous though. You were ne- you've never, you never ever showed nerves of anything. You enjoyed meeting people. You always, always felt very at ease with people. So are you saying then that just going from one industry to the other, that, that leap wasn't too far? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the, the second thing that you learn as a recruiter is to ask really good questions. Mm. So, so, mm. so when, I, when I'm out right now building an internet or tech company, well, I don't know a lot of things, but I do know a community of people that do. You know, and, and I'm, I'm pretty good friends with them. And, and anytime I, I would ask a question and they'd be very helpful. Uh, and um, for the most part, one of the things I joke about a lot though when I first started the company was there have been many people who've been very willing to use their time to coach me, yeah. even though they didn't know me That's very really well. Nice. Yeah. And, 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 and I think it partially must come from the, the fact that maybe I ask decent questions, you know, they, they, they like working with me. Mm. And I think that's what you learn as a recruiter mm. quite a lot. But, but the joke, I think it's for, because I, I always say that, oh, they must think that I know nothing and I desperately need help. That's why they're so willing to give their time. <laughs> they felt sorry. They probably had a shock. They felt sorry yeah, for you. This guy doesn't know what he's doing at all. Oh, yeah, God, we need to save him. God, yeah, I think we need to save him. <laughs> so that, so you're saying a lot of that is curiosity then as well, isn't it? It's it, But also not, not assuming you know everything to reach out to people to gain that information that it, it isn't all on your own shoulders to have to feel you know all the answers. Yes, yes, but it does come with its drawbacks, which I'm which I'm learning now. So, so because I'm so used, um, there were a couple of times where I was uh, pitching to say big investors and all that, mm. and after the pitch, they privately gave uh, feedback to some of my friends who knew them. They <laughs> said that oh, I I don't come across as the typical that the typical founder personality who's like like super confident, you know, big salesman, you know, about what they're doing, selling vision and all that. But instead, I, I seem to be so focused on asking questions and, and, and I didn't have like a strong opinion. All right. right. So, 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 right. so they're okay. used to okay. high powered entrepreneurs who were very, very, very strong opinions. And I didn't seem to have one. And, and I think right. sometimes getting that balance is quite important, right. you know, being able to ask a question but not come across as clueless. Right. Okay. Uh, so they perhaps wanted to hear yeah. more about that vision that there that was a there was a specific clear vision on where you were going than just pure yeah, so, pure curiosity and yeah, insight from yeah, others. Yeah. So, so if someone asks me a question and even if I don't agree with them, I'm so trained to follow up with another question rather than <laughs> arguing back. Right. Because I'll be like, oh, why do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's because you've been an ex-recruiter. You don't want to upset anyone. You don't want to have. You don't want to not get the job. Oh, that's an interesting question. Thank you. <gasps> I don't know the answer. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> so I know that you've got your own podcast and you also do webinars. I know you do a pop-up uh, question answers every every Thursday, right at two o'clock. So first of all, talk me through the webinars. Because I see you on there, you look like you're like you're from a boy band, like some kind of Korean K-pop. Honestly, <laughs> my wife does not like my hair. Oh uh, well, she's, she's not the only one. No, I'm only joking. Uh, <laughs> Irene's going to be uh, laughing at that. So, um, so t- talk me through the pop-up question answers that you do every Thursday. What what what's it about? What um and what's been the impact of that? 
Yeah, so so uh, because the whole COVID-19 situation, so in Malaysia, we're kind of doing like a partial lockdown. So they call it like a movement control order. So people right. don't go out that much. And, and, right. and, 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 and at the same time, a lot of people were losing their jobs. So we're very aware, right, because of the economy and all that. So we decided to say, oh, how do we reach them? And we one day we randomly said, let's just go live on Facebook and LinkedIn and just take questions. So we just did it for fun. And, and then we found that oh, a lot of people are really engaged in it. Uh, we really ask questions. So we decided to do that every Thursday. Uh, so, so that's kind of more spontaneous and more interactive because we're doing it live. Uh, but we also, uh, as you mentioned, we also launched a podcast called Hello Mentor. Um, Before you get onto the Hello Mentor thing, what kind of questions are people yeah. um, writing in then at the, at the moment? What, what, what themes are coming out of Malaysia into, on those Thursday webinars? Well, uh, like we literally just did one before I jumped on this podcast. And one of the questions were like, oh, if I've been retrenched, right? How, how do I approach the, an interview? Yeah, right, it's, when, it's a great you know, question. That's, that's a, uh, that's question. a great yeah, question because yeah, yeah. you don't know whether to tell the yeah. truth or to sort of, oh, I'm taking that's time right. out or, yeah, because yep. always, always, <laughs> I'm going to do a bit of traveling. Oh, no, I can't do traveling. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always perceived as really negative, which it, sh- which it shouldn't be, yeah. obviously. So... Um, yeah. So you were just so everyone on that call then was providing advice. I saw there was a few people on the on the cameras. There was a couple of wobs, but who else was on the? Who else is involved in it? Yeah, for the pop up Q and every Thursday, it's everyone from Wob. Uh, but oh, we okay. also do. Uh, we also do um, like a, a digital. We call it a digital career panel right now. Uh, we don't have a name that sticks, but we invite um, <laughs> yeah, business that, that leaders def- from. That definitely doesn't stick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have a we'll have a yeah nice yeah tell me that one when you get it <laughs> yeah but we do we invite senior people from different organizations to ask these career questions and, and it's also a, an opportunity for these companies to kind of promote themselves yeah, hiring, I love that. I love so that's that. why they would give their time yeah uh, and we do it on facebook and um so far, I think as a job platform, recruitment platform, we're probably the most active mm. in doing this, mm. if not the only one in Malaysia. Brilliant. It's possible we're the only one. Yeah. So you, you're using, yeah. you mentioned you're using Facebook. Is that a channel for you that you get quite a lot of success versus LinkedIn or is it quite similar? Uh, uh, we, well, we're actually connected to two groups of people. So on, on Facebook, I think it's a bit more mass. And I think right. on LinkedIn, it's a bit... Uh, probably more senior people, right. people professionals. I'm right. connected to a lot of HR folks on LinkedIn. Right. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So it's two groups. So as a junior person, you know, just got out of university, one year in, maybe would they be putting themselves on LinkedIn in Malaysia, or would they be just kind of more on Facebook then? Um, I think the trend is there. Definitely, people are going on LinkedIn right. more. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know if everyone is there, but definitely the trend is, you know, going there. Right, especially okay. those who are very career-minded. They right. probably start up a LinkedIn account. Right. Um, but for the most part, I, I think a lot of, um, it's mostly the senior people that are on LinkedIn. Like once you've got a couple of years under your belt, you have something to put on LinkedIn, then you will do it. Right, right, uh, right. Yeah. I'm just interested yeah. that you're using Facebook. I always just find some some industries, Facebook works really well, then others don't. Mm. I don't use it at all. Um, so I sh- I'm always just interested to, to hear the responses on that as a, as, a, as a channel, really. Talk me through the podcast, Hello Mentor. Now, I like that title. I really like that. And I listened to a couple the other week. So talk me through Hello Mentor. 
tell me about what it's all about, um, what kind of episodes you run, what guests you've had on the um, on the show so far. Yeah, so um, uh, as you know, I'm not good with names, so obviously that name did not come from me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the podcast, um, maybe a, a short story about why it started. Uh, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts myself, yeah? a lot of American podcasts mostly. See, yeah, and, that, that, there's more, there is just more American ones out there, isn't there? What, yes, what, just, yes. And I, what, who do you listen to? Talk me through which ones. Uh, well, like the really famous ones, like Joe Rogan. I listen <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, good. Uh, Tim Ferriss. If mm. people know who Tim Ferriss is, yeah. I listen to Jordan Peterson. Oh, uh, you know, lots of really good podcasts. Uh, okay. Many inspiring. Uh, some of them is. Uh, uh, I listen to them mostly because I wanted to see how they think. Yeah, because for the, the the podcast typically goes for like two hours, mm. and in those two hours, you really get to know someone when you listen to them. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that so, storytelling, so I, I isn't it? it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have time to dig deep, and 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 because I learned so much from listening to podcasts, I thought, hey, we need something more localized because not everyone can relate to a Joe Rogan who's talking about Absol- American politics, for example. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we said, I'm going to interview people who achieve uh, a certain level of success locally and yeah. we're going to ask them how they did it Love you know it. and, and tell, like, tell them yeah how tell me how you did it mm. uh in this like two hours so someone listening to it can say ah oh, if i wanted to do it in malaysia it's possible i can do it this way yeah right yeah so so um and more practical we started with that concept mm. yeah yeah more practical more localized yeah. um uh and yeah so and and the name just came like that because it was about mentoring so mm. someone said hey you should call it hello mentor I was like, okay, let's do that. I love it. I love it. I think it's really good. And what kind of people have you had on the on the show so far? It's pretty diverse. So so we yeah. have uh, people like, uh, my first guest was Sarah Lian. So she's actually uh, an actress, uh, model. Um, and, uh, oh, but that was really hard for you, Derek. But that was really hard for you to do that podcast, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey? uh, well, I actually don't know her in person. So uh, I we called. Uh, message a lot of people yeah and then she was very like she was very uh, uh she was very willing to say hey let's let's give it a shot cool you know? great um yeah 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 so uh so she talked a lot about so i think she was from canada etc and they oh, talked right. about how career grew uh in malaysia and all that and um and we even so and we even interview people who are very successful and say fmb Nice. Right. So like they they're really big famous F and B chains in Malaysia. They started from nothing. Great. And I asked them like, how how do you how do you start? What do you do first? You know, what was your thought process? Mm. So I asked a lot what of went process wrong? related questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. people can learn how they think, right? To try to replicate what they did. So um very diverse. So F and B entertainment, uh, we have people who into say music, all right, we have people who into um uh, what else? There's so many different, uh, different into tech, right? People into technology, Sounds fantastic. So all, all, all kinds, yeah. And that's on all. That's all on. Um, I know I listen to a couple on Spotify. So on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere. Then, yeah, is that where it's airing? Yeah, yeah, where yeah. It's airing? yeah. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah. And are yeah, there more there. podcasts sprouting up in Malaysia? Are you hearing about like companies or other recruitment firms doing it? I know I'm certainly hearing way more interest in the last couple of months for podcasts in Asia than before. But what about Malaysia? Um, certainly, I can see people starting it. Like I, right. I, I know of a tech podcast. Like I, I, I came across a podcast that talks about sports. Right, okay. Um, so there, there's a trend. The, part, the thing that might take a bit more time are the listeners. 
So I'm not yeah. sure yeah. how much of the you know the Malaysian culture mm. people actually listen to podcasts. Yeah, it's not obvious to me now. But but I have had people who message me privately that people I don't know. They yeah. say, "Oh, I love the Hello Mental podcast. I listen Fantastic. to it whenever I have time." I love that. Yeah, so it's yeah. good to see the trend growing. I think I think I think you're right. I think it is taking time for people to realize that that is a way that they can learn it can interest them on a topic that you know if you just got it it does depend on the guests because I I find I have a huge array of guests that come on the show but I'm just seeing such an increase of listeners now in regards to just using that you know just plugging in every week now it's becoming a bit of a habit where I think in the UK US it's always been some oh yeah I listen to that podcast people share the link and it's all just you know they're using it in their training content or they're discussing it internally because there was a you know something in there that they can use but it's it's still taking a while for Asia to kind of catch up on that I think or just kind of embrace yeah. it but I think as soon as the, as soon as that does happen I, I do think it's going to be a huge um, um, it's just a huge appetite for it I can feel it now in the last few months maybe because it's locked down and more people are listening to it but um, there's there's just some great podcasts out there that I mean a lot US centric um I listen to manager tools or I used to, I don't so much have as much time as I used to listen to them, but manager tools is a good one. It used to be run by two ex recruiters in the U S and they, uh, I think they ended up going in the army or something. So there are, a little, oh, they're, right. they're a little bit, yes, sir, you know, um, but they just, they're great for new managers or people just entering into management because it has everything on how to do an interview appraisal and how to do a, an appraisal or performance review or, and it's just, it's, you know, some of it you've got to pay to, to get the show notes or get a little bit more detail from them, but there's just such an array of topics and they're, they're great guys. So again, there's just, it's kind of a bit for everyone, isn't there out there, which I, mm. which I think is, which is great. Okay. So I would like to talk about um, that kind of, I suppose, war for talent. You know, th there is an argument amo amongst some companies right now that, that there is an influx of candidates out there in the market and there is sort of little need for recruitment firms or job boards. <gasps> How would you respond to that? Uh, hmm. I agree uh, that there's much more talent in the market right now because mm. people are losing jobs. Mm. Um, but uh, one of my friends uh, made this comment that surprised me the other day when I was chatting with him. He said, oh, is it? Wow, like this situation is going to be really good for your business. I said, oh, I was surprised by that comment. I said, why do you, why do you say that? He said, because a lot of companies are going to see this as an opportunity now to attract talent yeah. uh, because in the past it might have been too expensive you know to to get to reach talent but because there's much more talent uh much more talent out there in the market that window uh to kind of bring in the best people to your company if you're still hiring so so companies that think like that will realize that if someone's good in their job even though they may be retrenched or whatever or their company might shut down they still have choice. Yeah. They actually have options, yeah. right? Uh, even though they're in the market, like they, they could choose between three or four companies. So why should they work with you? Yeah. So, so companies that see that, uh, I think they'll see the, the value in still investing in things like employer branding, still uh, using a good firm to represent them to reach this talent. Yeah, um, yeah so it's, it's actually a, an opportunity. So, so if you're talking about like the quality, high, high quality talent, they're still going to have choice. So, so that's not going to change, right? Uh, so, so you, you, because like say if you, if your headcount of a, a, a thousand, if you're a thousand person company, uh, you, you, you still, uh, maybe for some of the 
uh, some positions where you don't care about what kind of uh, the quality so much, but for a lot of the key positions, you will, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So I think that changes a lot, yeah, no matter what happens. But also, I don't think it's, I think when it looks at, when you look at recruitment or job boards, particularly, I suppose, the, 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 the second pillar of what you're doing in regards to that digital content, et cetera, it's not only about attracting the talent, it's also retaining who you've already got. You know, it's not mm. a matter of just getting them in and, okay, we'll just forget about who we are in our brand. And, you know, you've got to maintain that brand awareness, not just to attract talent, but to keep, you know, stakeholders happy, bring new business in. You know, it's a, it's it's still an important part of getting your name out there and sustaining that, mm. right? So, um, so what, what, what I'm, what I, one other question, or two other questions I'd like to ask you before we sort of wrap up is, What's been the major learning thing for you by being in lockdown? You know, with the whole sort of pandemic the last couple of months, what's been the biggest learning thing for yourself? You picked up a new skill or, um, you know, what, what's changed for you personally? I haven't, I haven't given you that question before. I'm sorry. I'm hopeless. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> so, so I'll answer in two ways. One from a business standpoint not from a personal yeah, perspective please. so from a from a business standpoint i realized that oh actually the whole company can operate remotely oh there we go like we met we figured it out yeah. yeah like you know we've always allowed remote working but we never done it at this scale like you know like maybe 10 percent are remote are working remotely not 100 percent yeah and 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 in this lockdown we've figured out processes to make it work and actually actually people are more productive in my opinion yeah than they were in the office. Because really? I think what happens in the office, yeah, in, in the office, right? Because you're physically there. Mm. So you don't really know how productive people are anyway. Mm. But but now that everyone's working remotely, because we have um, we have like daily uh, meetings just to discuss what everyone's working on for the day. Okay. Uh, the accountability actually increased because now if they don't have their work to show for it, then people, you know, so so that, that's a concern, right? A little right? bit more so, on the spotlight. So, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, so, so, mm. so that's been working out quite well. And, and that also means that we as a company are probably going to adopt like a remote working first policy uh, what does that, what in the do, short to medium term. What does that mean? So, so you're by default, people work remotely. If you want to go into the office, you should ask. So we are in the reverse now. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Rather than, yeah, rather than default work in office and ask to work remotely, we are the reverse. You ask if you want to go into office. Interesting. Then your, your team lead. Yeah. So do you yeah. think that you'll scale back on your rental, your your office space, or will you just keep that as for the next few months? Yeah, we, we just moved to a new space. So it's uh, uh, We're a bit locked but, in. Uh, our <laughs> landlords. Yeah, so we, we invested a bit in doing up the place because we wanted it to be a, like a hub for HR people. But physical events right. are not really a thing now. But uh, yeah. but uh, our landlords are pretty good. Like they're willing to kind of discuss and renegotiate with us. So we will always have a physical space because I. Um, so yeah, so we are remote working first policy, but we are not comp like hundred percent remote working. I still think there's a lot of value in people actually being physically together. Yeah, I, right? I agree. Yeah. yeah. So but we need given the them, But it's given them the choice and knowing that they that you can do it, so that you can you know if that if it, if God forbid we get into a lockdown again, you can still run efficiently. It's not going to affect productivity in any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. And, and uh, pers personally, I think um, uh, I've enjoyed the lockdown 
Actually. Have you? <laughs> a lot of my, yeah, yeah. A lot of my extroverted friends are really hating it. You know, they're like <laughs> asking for Zoom calls and like, let's have a beer over Zoom. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I do a pub quiz every week. <laughs> I have a girls' night and girls' night in in. Um, oh, is that so, right? <laughs> so what have you enjoyed? Is it because you're a father and you're you're able to spend a bit more time with your daughter, or? Yeah, definitely spend more time with uh, daughter and my wife, Irene. You yeah. Know, we, 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 you know, just simple things like just watching TV in the weekend and not going out. Yeah. You know, uh, and yeah. and um, I've had more time to read. Uh, I picked up the guitar again, you know, to kind of match my entire yeah, rock K-pop. style look. Yeah, right I'll now. tell you. I'll yeah, see. Yeah, you got yeah, it. You got yeah, it going so, on. Yeah. <laughs> if so if like Wob doesn't work yeah. out, you could call yourself the Wobbers or the, I don't know, some kind of band called the yep, Wob. It, it is an K-Wob yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask you one final question. What does the future look like for Wob? Uh, well, we want to bring uh, this idea across Southeast Asia. Uh, what we're building right now. Um, we've been around for a couple of years and honestly, I don't see a lot of um, platforms that are similar to what we're doing, so, to my surprise actually, So, which is a good thing. And, and I think uh, there's an opportunity to kind of scale this to like Philippines, Indonesia. Uh, so these are two markets that are, are growing. Philippines is an underappreciated market in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and and, and uh, Indonesia is a bit too hot. Mm. So we're probably, probably going to go to Philippines first. Uh, and then to Indonesia. So, um, yeah, I, I, we, we want to be a regional company. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a very steep learning curve. There'll be a lot of traveling. It's not a great year to do it now, uh, you know, uh, because of the economy. Uh, and also traveling is a bit uh, limited. Yeah. But we definitely try to do it when when we're able to. Well, that's really exciting. And I, I'm, I've been, it's been so lovely to catch up with you and know a little bit more about, about WOB and Good luck for the next few years and I'm excited to know how you're going to take over the world as I'm sure that you're going to wipe out all the other job boards. Um, thank you very much for today um, and good luck. Yeah, thanks, thanks, and thanks for having me and uh, I, I hope to have you on the Hello Mentor podcast. Yes, I would love to go on the Hello Mentor. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Talent Talk Asia podcast by The Career Establishment. To learn more about The Career Establishment, our people and our latest thinking, visit us at www.thecareerestablishment.com or find us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook.